Hey guys, I'm really happy to partner with Well Woman Vegan from Vitabiotics as sponsors of By Back. For anyone like me leading or trying out a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle with a busy schedule, Well Woman is there to support you all along the way. It provides 24 nutrients, including higher levels of iron and vitamin B12. You can find them across the UK and Ireland nationwide. Hey there, I'm Roz Purcell, best-selling cookery author, ex-model, entrepreneur and host of Bite Back. How would you define your relationship with your body? Each week, I'll be interviewing incredible women who get frank about their relationship and ever-changing journeys towards self-love and acceptance. As the body positivity movement takes full flight, I want to be part of the conversation that puts pleasure back on your plate. Together, we'll discuss why numbers on a scale doesn't and shouldn't define us and how amazing our bodies really are. I'm very delighted to have uh, my next guest on. You might know her as the food medic. She's a doctor, personal trainer, blogger and author. She shows people that they can live their healthiest life from a scientific perspective, stressing how holistic our lifestyle should be. Hazel! Thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having yeah. me. I feel like uh, we meet in the gym quite a lot. So it's nice to be here where we're both like sitting down, not sweating. I know. I think this is the first time that we're both in normal clothes. I know. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so Hazel, you're kind of like our resident doctor for the series. And one really big thing that changed my relationship with my body and food was realizing my body had far more tasks than just looking good or being a certain number. Our bodies work so hard every minute fighting to protect us, something I completely disregarded growing up. And I guess the biggest thing for me was, we were just talking about earlier, um, my sister getting diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And it put everything to perspective about how my body just wasn't for show. It actually had a number of things I completely took for granted. So let's kind of kick off with a really simple question. And one that I don't think a lot of people think of, but what are the small things that our bodies do every single minute that we don't even notice it's so interesting when you put it like that because we really don't notice like even you just playing with your hands now you're not even noticing you're doing that or blinking or even when you produce saliva or your heart beating your blood pressure everything's happening in the background and I don't think we appreciate those things until they're gone so you don't appreciate that you can get up and go for a run until you've been in an accident or if god forbid something's happened and you can't you can't do that and I think we should reflect all the time, regardless of Mm -hmm. our health or what's happened to us on all these incredible things that our body can do. I think that's a really nice way of approaching health as well. So when you're, you know, going to the gym and you want to improve your fitness, look at all the things that you're building on, all those things that you can progress on. There's so much our body is doing and we don't even appreciate it. If you set yourself goals, like I want to be able to do a push-up in four weeks, Mm. as opposed to I want my arms to look like so-and-so's arms, then you're more likely to get those goals. And I think it's important to say don't feel bad if you you naturally feel like you're comparing yourself to others or you look at your legs and you think, oh, I wish they looked a certain way, because that's normal. That's normal because that's the way society like mm. teaches us to think. And no one is completely immune from those thoughts. Like, they pop into everyone's head. Recently, I was writing an article, and I actually was looking up stats as to how many people are on, on diets and things like that. And about, like, 40 to 50% of all people have been on diets before or are on diets. And that's higher in women as mm-hmm. well. So it's become a normal thing where we're constantly trying to improve ourselves from an aesthetic point of view. 
I think a lot of people out there who are like in this diet culture, maybe not treating their bodies right, not fueling themselves right. What are the kind of implications of long term, you know, huge calorie deficit and things like that? I think that's a really important question and not many of us think about the future we think about the here and now mm. and how we want to look and feel right now. Anything that causes you to like remove a food group, reduce your calories or change the time or way that you eat is definitely a diet. It's just dressed up in a different way. And the problem with really restricting yourself, especially over a long period of time, especially for women as well, when we're going through teenage years and also like into our 20s, because our bones as well are still Mm -hmm. mineralizing, they're still becoming stronger. So if we're putting ourselves through a calorie deficit where we don't have enough energy to do all the normal things that we just spoke about, you know, the background processes and produce hormones and carry a baby and have healthy hair, skin and nails and be able to get up and, you know, go to work every day. If we don't have enough calories to do that, then our body goes into kind of like a starvation mode, even though it's not like you're absolutely starving yourself. You're still having food, but Mm -hmm. you're not having enough. So your body's like clings onto those calories. Your metabolism will slow down so that you're not using as much energy as you used to. Every nutrient it can get from that food at will. So it really holds on to any of the nutrients you get, really holds on to fat that you have. It may start eating into muscle then if you're starving yourself that excessively. So then you're losing muscle mass. And they're just kind of like some of the things that would happen even over medium term. But after a while, if your body fat starts to get very low, and this is especially true for women, it affects your hormones massively. So we, a lot of women become amenorrheic, so they lose their period. And even after you've gained the weight back on, sometimes you can have a really irregular cycle as well. So sometimes we see women who have troubles conceiving in the future because of those reasons. And then again, like I said, when it comes to bone health, dieting excessively can really affect your bone health. Mm. Oestrogen's really important for our bones, women. If you're excessively dieting, you'll switch off your reproductive system. So your body will be like, that's not important now. You can't, you're not like well enough to hold a baby. So we're going to like put all that energy somewhere else. So it's really, really important. And it's not to frighten anyone because I'm sure like most people in their life have have tried diets. And it's not saying that like you've tried one and you're you're doomed for the rest Mm. of your life. But if you think that you're kind of bouncing from diet to diet, you feel like you're very much restricting the calories that you need or you're running into these problems, I would definitely say seek help because one thing can lead to the next. And these things can be really, really problematic if they're not treated early. A huge thing with diet culture, I think a lot of women in particular, we kind of really target carbohydrates. <laughs> so carbohydrates are 100% demonized by men mm-hmm. and women of people of all ages. I think the whole kind of carbohydrate being the devil has really stemmed from the Atkins diet, which mm. has been around for years, like decades, like our moms would have been on it and things like that. 100%. And the thing is, if you remove a food group from your diet, you're going to be reducing the calories in your diet. You're going to end up losing mm. weight. And that is just like basic science. If you removed fat, the same would happen. But everyone was just like, wow, this is amazing. It really works. The other thing with carbohydrates is carbohydrates in your muscle as glycogen obviously store a lot of of water. So if you're not replenishing those glycogen stores, you're going to end up losing water weight quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So you see results fast, usually. 
and that's why people love it. But people then, love quick results. Yeah, well, that's, we're just a generation of wanting things quick and fast, no patience, and I think that's why it was that thing that people could just see results really quickly. 100%. But although the weight and the scales might Mm. be coming down, it's not your body weight in that. It's not your fat mass. So it's not actually like you're changing yourself at all. It's also not sustainable because we need carbohydrates. Mm. Carbohydrates are our main source of fuel, especially if you're someone who's quite active. You know yourself, if you don't have carbohydrates, you're going to feel like pretty crappy in your workout. You're probably going to feel really lethargic throughout the day. It's not to say we need loads of it, but we need some of it, like we need every other nutrient in our diet. And the other thing when it comes to that, it's like a lot of people are like, no, you can cut out carbohydrates. It's not essential and just thrive on fats. Carbohydrates also have tons of fiber in them. We also know that we really need fiber for our gut mm-hmm. health. And it's like linked to lots of other health benefits like cardiovascular health, which is like our heart and our blood vessels, cholesterol, that kind of thing. Also, we always forget that fruits and vegetables are carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. They're like the most important of anything food group that we should be having <laughs> in our diet. So like... The fact that we just think, oh, pasta and breads and blah, 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 they're carbs, so then Mm -hmm. they're all bad. No, absolutely not. You know, if all you ate was bread and pasta, then you're probably not going to have the best diet. But as part of a healthy, balanced diet, it's absolutely healthy. So, yeah, I'm a big believer in like having a diet that's inclusive of everything and not to demonize carbs or fats. And in a, like, I suppose it's not even on social media, but absolutely everywhere you look now, there's like so many different weight loss products on the market still. Don't, I don't even know how. And so many people endorsing them. Mm. And from your perspective, kind of being professional, and you probably see a lot of eating disorder cases. What do you have to say to that? It's like my biggest pet peeve yeah. because you and I both know the people who are pushing them are not pushing them because they believe love in them, them or love them or love whatever. Money. <laughs> they they just love money. That's the thing. But for like, you know, a 16 year old girl who mm. may really not know this, she should be like, oh, my God, she looks incredible. I want to look that way. I can buy that in the store. That's mm-hmm. like in town. Buy one, get one free. Easy. The thing is, you don't need an ID to get any of these products. You don't have to go to any like chemist or pharmacy. You can get them in like any of your health food stores. You can buy them online. And the thing is, these supplements are regulated as food supplements and not as medicines, which means they don't go through the same strict kind of regulation as you would a medication. So, like, we don't know if they're safe. We Mm -hmm. don't know what they actually put in there. It's a huge amount of guesswork. When I first started sharing things online and things, you don't really think about those things. You're kind of sharing your journey. But I think on reflection, you go, oh, that could have actually impacted someone. And I think it's like... A lot of people like us becoming definitely more aware and responsible of what we're sharing because for us it might seem so meaningless and harmless because we're at a really good stage. But I think looking back and looking at it, the side of me that was going through a really bad time, maybe if I'd seen something like that, I probably would have been far more influenced than anyone else would think. Mm. Um, and I suppose, has it made you change how you share on social media? Yeah, I think we've become like far more woke as well. Yeah. Like everything I post, like it goes through like so many filters. But like you, I started Instagram like seven years ago and it was for like selfish reasons because mm-hmm. it was like more like a personal thing. I didn't really think anyone was, you know, taking much attention. And I guess I was really young and impressionable as well. So mm-hmm. like you, 
I wanted to aspire to look like certain mm. people. I definitely fall into the traps of following what other people did. And now I'm very, very clear in like my message and make sure that I do my best to protect from like over influencing people. Mm-hmm. So like even when I share a lunch or like a meal, I'm like, guys, this is one piece of my day. Yeah. This also will go into my bag and it will be tossed around and like <laughs> I'll pick it up later and it'll be a big pile of mush. Yeah. Do not like compare yourself to people you see online. But then on the flip side, if you and I started like sharing just like rubbish, messy pictures or whatever, like that's our career. So it's yeah. like we have to like... There is a flip side. There's yeah. a flip side and there's an element of aspiration. But I think you can do it well and I think... Well, I hope that we both do it mm. well in that way. But it's been a learning curve for both of us. Yeah. And I find social media can be really draining, mm. especially when I'm going through like a really busy time of my life. Because, yes, there's times where I'll go on social media and I'll see it like my friend and be really uplifted. But a huge amount of the time I'll be like annoyed by something. It could be like something political has been mm-hmm. said or someone said something nasty. Touch wood, I, I don't get really any trolls. But even if I witness someone saying something about someone else, like I find that really like disheartening mm-hmm see and also this whole because Instagram I know that we're kind of like targeting that but it's because it's like we're like interacting with photos that it's very much like appearance led Mm -hmm. that I think that's very triggering for a lot of people because you're not just comparing like bodies you're comparing lifestyles and you're comparing like who has the best show reel and now it's like who can edit the best who's been to the best place and it's just crazy I guess it's one of those things that it's really good to be able to rationalise what the platform actually is and separated mm. from real life. And that's something that I suppose I always have to think about when I see people's other, their lives on Instagram to be like real life versus social media life. And I guess obviously a huge topic of this podcast, not just only going through eating disorders, it's actually body confidence. So what's been your story with body confidence from like a young age, teenage and growing up? I didn't really think much about my body mm. for a long, like, into my teenage years. I I lost my dad when I was 14. Um, so and that's he, what inspired you to become a doctor. Yeah, that, yeah. that inspired me to, to become a doctor ultimately. It was like that kind of moment. I was like on a path to becoming an accountant, I guess, or like that's what I thought I'd do because my dad did that. And I decided I wanted to be a doctor. But So he died when I was 14 and I feel like I did my junior cert around then. And I didn't really grieve that heavily. Mm -hmm. And the year after, it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. I was really affected. So like I was really depressed. I lost a lot of weight. And I think I started negatively looking at my body then. I thought I was like, you know, really unattractive, that no one could love me. My mum was like, Hazel, please come see our GP together. And she was incredible. She was just like this is what's happened, we're, we're going to set you up mm-hmm. with a dietitian. And together, the four of us helped get me on a plan yeah. and I was able to build myself back up. But I think what I witnessed with my body going through then, I remember like looking back at myself and thinking I was looked so old and frail and I never wanted to look like that. Yeah. But I think going through that and realising that actually food helped get me better. So I had to like, I had an eating plan mm-hmm. and it got me back to well and fit and I did my leaving cert and I went on to uni. But then I realized that for me, food was really healing and it made me better. Mm-hmm. And I had this new appreciation, new new lust for life, I guess. What would you have to say, like, on the whole thing of, like, commenting? I know it's so hard not to do. Yeah. Like, I sometimes do, and I'm like, oh, my God, stop. It's better not to comment. Yeah. Saying things like, oh, my gosh, you've lost loads of weight. Or, 
oh, those trousers are really slimming or yeah. that's a really flattering top. You're saying these things like, oh, you look better this way yeah. almost and like imposing those kind of things. I think that's really tricky. Mm. And we need to, it's so easy because we've been conditioned in that way to say that. It's it's a compliment. We should tell people that they look nice. But I guess you can say you look nice without being really specific. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say like I'm absolutely in love with everything about my body, but I've completely accepted it. And like you said earlier, I really appreciate everything I can do. So yeah. like... I'm hugely into CrossFit now and being able to like work on those goals, like being able to do a handstand and like a pull up and things like that. I'm like, they're my goals now. I don't yeah. like no one's looking at the way I look in the gym and I don't really care. And like literally you look the worst that you ever could because you're sweating and dirty <laughs> and there's chalk everywhere. No one thinks about that. Yeah. But oftentimes you can go to like commercial gyms where there's like people flexing in the mirror or trying to look a certain way and you're just like oh my gosh this is just cultivating the most toxic mm -hmm. environment so first of all I'd say like try to remove yourself from that environment even online like don't follow accounts that are triggering for mm -hmm. you even if they're like the most beautiful people to look at if that's causing you stress unfollow them and also if there's people saying nasty things to you I'm like you know cutthroat get rid of them like delete unless it's a valid point yeah. mm -hmm. I'm up for debate but if you're going to be nasty yeah. get off my page or even if I see people being nasty to one another mm -hmm. I'm like no 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 regardless of how resilient you are or how like established you are mm -hmm. people can still be just absolutely brutal online when you're body competent it doesn't mean you have to love every single part of yourself because mm. you know people will mess me and go oh my god how have you got to the stage and you know you're so happy with everything and I'm like I'm really body confident and I definitely have no food issues and I don't blame food anymore like I used to. But I can still look in the mirror and go, oh, yeah, geez, yeah I'm really busy now. I've lost <laughs> a bit of definition or whatever. But like, I just don't get hung up in it like I used to. I don't like punish myself. I kind of understand that, oh my God, but I'm still alive. Mm. <laughs> There's so many other things going on. And I guess that's a huge thing because I think people think if they still have small little things they'd like to change about themselves that they're not body confident. Where it's very hard to be teetotal with it no absolutely there's like a phrase called body neutrality yeah. that's just literally accepting your body mm -hmm. for what it is doesn't mean you have to like love everything but also if you wake up some days and you're like I feel great in my body then like absolutely celebrate that and there's going to be parts of your body that you'll be working on and even like you know for me or for you like there'll be things that you know, I used to like have this huge hang up about my teeth because when I was a kid, my teeth were quite big in proportion mm -hmm. to my head. So like the boys in school would be like, oh, buck teeth. So like throughout my teenage years, now I love my teeth. Yeah. But that took me ages to like accept. And like sometimes I still have, I might have a day where I'm like, oh my God, my teeth are really big. <laughs> but I have to like stop myself from saying that. And that's just these things that are mm -hmm. normal. And it's not to beat yourself up about it. And it's a, you know, you're working on yourself. But also try to focus on the things that you are really positive about. And also, like we said earlier, focusing on the incredible things your body's doing all the time. And also not just looking at your body like you're really smart and mm. you can do this and you've got this really great job or you've done really well in school or you're like a really good friend and you're a really good boyfriend. And there's like so many other things that we are, but we just focus on how we look. And that makes me sad. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to ask you two more things, and I swear, then I'll let you go. So I want to know, what are the top three things you are grateful for your body for? I think the biggest thing is just being able to get up and walk, you know, down the road. Being mm -hmm. able to get out of bed and use my legs is a really big thing. And I think working with people who aren't able to do that 
has taught me to appreciate what I have mm-hmm. because you don't know what's around the corner. And yeah, I think yeah. just having your health is so important. I think for me, like working on my physical fitness has been a big thing. I have asthma, which was quite bad as a child, and it really put me off a lot of things. And I still makes me nervous about certain things. I don't think I'll ever do a marathon because of that, because long distance running is really hard for me. But I've been able to get my physical fitness like to the best it's ever mm-hmm. been now as a 28-year-old woman. And I'm like, why did I stop myself before? So I think I'm really, really grateful for that. And also, I guess it's not really physically kind of something from a fitness or aesthetic point of view, but I'm like really grateful for my brain and like something I put in effort into every day mm-hmm. is learning. Like even though I'm a qualified doctor, but I've gone back to uni and I always foresee myself constantly learning because I think it's incredible how much we can learn and the things that we can retain and yeah I'm really passionate about continuous learning and on that note um, (laughs) your social media page is super informative (laughs) and lastly I guess you have so many young influential followers and I suppose there's a lot of girls that go through a huge amount of just changes with their bodies and changes you know going through different schools and you know coming into adulthood like what would be your thing that you could say to them in terms of being body confident? I would say that A, it's really normal. Your body is supposed to change. You're supposed to like get a little bit softer in lots of different places as a woman. And that will start happening in your teenage years. And you need to be okay with that. And that might take some time and you will look a little bit different. Your body's going to feel a little bit different. And you're all going to grow differently. So don't compare yourself to the girl next to you. If she's taller than you, if she's slimmer than you, if she's bigger than you, if she's got longer hair, we're all going to grow differently. And also things change over time. So even if you're 13, you don't feel like you're very tall, you know, you may still grow. There's so many changes that go on. And actually, that's a really positive thing because you're growing. You're growing into a a young woman. And never try to stop that because when we try to stop that, like we're stopping growth, we're stopping and it's not even just physical growth like we spoke earlier about our bone health, our hormone health, later on fertility, Mm -hmm. but also our mental growth and our social growth. Like this is the best part of your life and don't just focus on how you look. That is beautiful. (laughs) Okay, well, Hazel, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and um, bringing us some smart, sensible advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Bite Back. If you've enjoyed this episode, we would love to hear from you. Let us know by rating, sharing and subscribing to Bite Back. And don't forget to join us next week where we sink our teeth into some more inspiring conversations.